Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. Hey. Hey girl, how are you? Um, you know I'm good. Um, I was, I was diagnosed yesterday. Oh yeah, Alexis was diagnosed. (laughs) Um, she's Um, allergic to alcohol, everyone. No, I'm actually not. It's actually different. You literally texted me, I'm, it's official, I'm allergic to alcohol. Nope, I didn't. I said no more. I said no more alcohol for Alexis, and then I said alcohol intolerance. It's actually different because I didn't have an allergic reaction. I had. It's basically like lactose intolerance, but so like you're not allergic to lactose. You have like an intolerance to it, so your body can't break it down, and that's why you have like stuff happen. It's a similar thing with alcohol, but it's in your liver. So I don't have an the enzyme. It's actually really scary. Yes. So it's actually like... <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's why when I told her, I was like, yeah, my, my doctor, like my primary care doctor gave me an EpiPen. She goes, mm, it won't work at all. I was like, awesome. Really glad that I've been carrying that around in my... Uh, Can you imagine you like give yourself an EpiPen and then you're like still <laughs> having a reaction, nothing. but you have so much adrenaline, you're like shaking because like, that's what they do. That's what it does. No, I know, like, literally. Oh um, but yeah, no, it's actually, um, it's like the same thing as lactose intolerance, but just like in your liver. And so, um, and what was weird, but like very helpful actually was that my doctor, um, like my allergy doctor, um, has it as well. Like she has alcohol intolerance, hmm. and so it was nice to be able to like have someone like explain it to me in a way that like was like not just yeah. medical and yeah. she said she was like she's like I have had maybe one person come in here and have alcohol intolerance that likes drinking and I was like that makes hmm. so much sense because I must have been really sad for that person They're yeah like- I know I feel bad for that person <laughs> but like because apparently I've had it forever it just like gets wow. worse with age and like randomly can like be worse than other times um and so yeah she's like it just like makes you feel like crap obviously and so like a lot of people with alcohol intolerance like barely drink anyways and then they'll have like Mm -hmm. one or two like really bad experiences and then go to the doctor and then they're like they get diagnosed so no more alcohol for alexis it was i said to austin yesterday like i barely drink anyways but i said i was like it's very weird to know that i will never be drunk ever again it's like I mean, anything. It could be like, you figure out you're allergic to green beans. You don't really like green beans that much, but you're like, I can never eat that again. Yeah. It's like you're taking away your free will, basically. Yes. It just feels like, I'm like. We're so dramatic. No, You have no more free will. (laughs) I literally have no no point to life when I like barely drink at all. But no, and so dramatic. Like I was like, I texted my aunt and she's like, here's this mocktail you can make. And I'm like, I don't. Like, but I was like, yes, bestie. <laughs> it's like, I feel like the Pinterest. only time it's going to be, like, really hard is, like, events. Champagne at weddings. I or hate like, champagne you know. anyways, so I'm like, okay. whatever. Well, never mind then. Yeah. F me, I guess. <laughs> no, but I was like, thinking. No, I hate that. I hate you. But <laughs> I was thinking. I hate you so much. <laughs> in, in Maine, I wanted to do, like, fove, like, with the spraying. And I'm like, am I really about to spend, like, 90 bucks on a bottle that I can't drink? Well, you wouldn't be able to drink it anyway if you're spraying it. You don't spray the whole bottle. I'll drink it. Okay. <laughs> I'd buy you a $90 <laughs> bottle. Of Everyone's like, can I have some? I'm like, no. <laughs> Listen to episode 91 of the podcast. You'll understand that I have dips. It's mine, Bessie. Um, it's mine. So sorry. But yeah, no. And I said to my mom, I was like, whenever I have kids, 
I, the only thing that is going to be difficult for me is sushi because I don't drink coffee and now I can't drink alcohol. Well, you can have a little bit of coffee when you are pregnant. Like you can have one cup of coffee a day. So that's like, that'll be fine for me. But sushi. Sushi, I'll probably pass away, but it's okay. Can you imagine and the cravings you have? I'm sure both of us are going to be like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. And then that's, that was my, that was my Pinterest. Like like, licking raw fish. (laughs) like drooling um but no that was my rabbit hole yesterday was I started out with looking at mocktails and I made a whole mocktail Pinterest board and then I started looking at vegan sushi because I was like whenever I'm losing it you're so crazy yeah Alexis is not pregnant by the way nowhere near to being pregnant I literally was texting my friend and was like I might never have kids but um, okay. Anyway, Alexis is unloading all of her trauma on the podcast today. I would like to unload a little bit of my trauma. I'm going to the DMV for the fourth time this week after we finish this recording. Um, it has been genuinely horrid. Yeah. Um, I am trying to, long story short, I'm trying to get my like car transferred, like my title transferred back from Alabama to Louisiana, oh, yep. mm-hmm. my registration. And it has just been the most heinous experience. So uh, like it. I did see a TikTok that said Wednesday and Thursday are going to be the best days of your life and everything's <laughs> going to go your way and you're not going to understand why. So I'm hoping today is the day. It's Wednesday today. Yeah, so I'm hoping today is the day that um, the DMV, the last time I go to the DMV for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I did finally get my license. Finally. I'm 23 and a half-ish. And I finally got my license horizontal. Love it. We so... Love it. Now I have a horizontal license. I also have a new license picture. And for some reason, it is one of the most rancid, heinous <laughs> photographs you've ever seen of me. I'm unrecognizable. I look obese. I look horrid. I have never looked worse. And it's embarrassing. Why are those the worst? It's because it cuts you off, like, the no, middle of your neck. Literally. And if you have, and so you're like, like, if you have, like, a round-shaped face, you look like a You're taking up the whole... Fr- it's horrid. Yeah. It's so bad. I looked at it, and I literally... Like, I look like... <laughs> Like, I, I don't even look recognizable. Like, it looks like there's, like, I look stupid. Like, my eyes look stupid. It's embarrassing. Anyway, um, so that's been my experience for the past couple of days. I have, I'm so behind on work because I've been at the DMV for hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, behind on school, again, because I've been at the DMV for hours a day. But um, everybody, I, I'll update you guys next week on my DMV adventures. And if it's not done by then, then um, we're going to have some serious problems in, in the form of, a mental breakdown or maybe me being the meanest I've ever been to you anyone. sell your car to the you no longer I, drive. I start I literally start biking everywhere <laughs> in Louisiana I get a go-kart <laughs> a shopping cart <laughs> you have a room <laughs> drive it I just ride Rue like a, a horse <laughs> she dies <laughs> please oh my god um well, today Anyways. we had Jordan. <laughs> today we had Jordan Heffler on the podcast. She is a photographer and creative entrepreneur. She was the photographer who did our branding shoot. If you haven't seen it, then you clearly don't follow us on social media, and that is actually a crime punishable by death. So you should follow us now. Yes. Um, but she is just such a fun person. We talked about diversifying your income, personal branding, marketing yourself. Um, we talked about hustle culture, we talked about all kinds of things and she's just very like real and authentic and that's just like her vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like it's so good to hear from people who I feel like a lot of times and even like, 
we're obviously choosing the guests on our podcast, but it can get to be like, do this, do this, do this, do right. this, do this, you know? And although Jordan obviously had like amazing advice, she also was just so real and is like, I don't have all of this together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just really nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times looking at people, you can think that they have <clears throat> everything together. Yeah, and right. we for sure don't. And um, Absolutely it was not. nice to, to be able to talk about that too. Um, but Alexis, unless you have any other pressing information, I guess we should just go ahead and get into the episode. <coughs> no, I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy the episode. This is Happy Club is a small business spreading awareness for mental health while building a safe space community focused on being able to share good news and encourage each other when needed. Aside from their community, they also sell trendy apparel and accessories such as tees, crewnecks, stickers, jewelry, and more. Every product is made and designed by the owner, and 10% of the proceeds are donated to a mental health charity each month. Join the club and go to thisishappyclub.com for more information and use the code CYA15 for 15% off your next order. Hey, Jordan. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to anyone listening that is new to you? Hello, my name is Jordan Heffler. I'm a photographer and creative entrepreneur based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I do primarily commercial, editorial, and branding photography as well as music photography, lifestyle photography, um, everything but weddings because I hate them. And (laughs) I also do graphic design, social media stuff, content creation, general creative things on the side because I don't know how to not monetize my hobbies. So yeah. Yep. We understand. We are the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) I just like uh, the only hobby that I have that I haven't monetized is playing guitar because I am so bad at it. (laughs) So bad. I mean, when I say I'm bad, I'm like horrible at it. Um, so that one's not going to make me any money ever, but it is fun. Um, okay, Jordan. So why don't you walk us through kind of your story, um, your, your career history, kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So growing up, I was always trying to make a dollar. So I guess that's Mm -hmm. the true creative entrepreneurial spirit, but I was always having lemonade stands. I had like a MySpace page where I like made edits for people for their MySpace pages, even though it wasn't (laughs) paid. Like it was like a full blown service that I was doing with my friend. And we were like editing celebrities into their photos, putting like sad sad text with like sad fonts (laughs) on top of like drop shadows and like paint splatters and just like being very extra but making custom myspace graphics which i guess is considered graphic design um and Mm -hmm. i didn't even realize that was like you know client-based work and then my dad has always done photography on the side so i grew up around cameras especially Mm -hmm. our age group i feel like we grew up in the digital age so we were always like playing with um selfies and like photos and that was like just really creative because i had an outlet to put things on like tumblr or myspace growing up and um it turned into like what I do now. And when I was in high school about to go to college, everyone already knew what they wanted to do with their life. And I was like fairly, I don't want to sound pretentious, but I was fairly good at everything. I had good grades. I could have probably done any direction, but I only Mm -hmm. liked art. Um, I did not want to do banking or nursing or any of that kind of stuff. And so I didn't know if that was like a viable option. And I found out that you could major in photography at LSU. So that's what I went into college to do and um, spent four years at LSU majoring in studio art with my concentration in photography and then graduated and was like, oh, now what? So um, it has been quite the journey, but I've always done photography in some form whether it was for fun or for clients or for companies. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm finally now like about, 
I'd say six years into doing it like as like a the legitimate part of my business um, mm-hmm. and it's been wild all the different all the different experiences I've had doing that they don't teach you that stuff in art school that's for sure yeah definitely yeah. I can completely relate um so you talk a lot about how you need to like really you can't rely on one form of making money when you're an entrepreneur so what are some of the ways that you diversify your income yeah um that whole saying about putting all your eggs in one basket is very true um i i I mean in 2016 i had a neck surgery i had um, a slipped disc in my neck and it made my whole right arm go numb and i had just Mm -hmm. tried to start doing my photography like kind of on my own to make Mm -hmm. most of my money that way and i was like oh no what happens if I lose an arm? What happens if I go blind? What happens if I get hit by a bus? What happens, whatever. Like doing photography is all dependent on me as a person. It's a very service-based business. It's not like a product. So I learned real fast. I cannot put all my eggs in that basket, even though that is the most lucrative egg (laughs) of my basket. (laughs) Um, So I have dabbled in all kinds of things throughout the years, but I have multiple income streams. Um, I sell merchandise. I've done like Lightroom presets. I've done art shows. I've done commissioned artwork content creation for brands, influencing for brands, affiliate links, publishing my photos and books. I even think mm-hmm. did film location scouting for a hot second. Didn't go well. Would not recommend. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit of everything. I do graphic design as well. Not like as much as photography, but I've done that. I license my images from certain shoots. If I have like non-exclusive contracts with shoots I do, I can license mm-hmm. those images to other companies. Um, mm-hmm. And I do like everything from babies and baskets to, you know, companies corporate photography so right um, yeah. I'm a little bit all over the place but I kind of have to be because I never know what the next month is going to be like yeah so when you're obviously you know by diversifying your income you're kind of diversifying like obviously your services and your business so how do you kind of balance obviously you don't want people to come to your website or your Instagram and be like this girl does all kinds of things you know like be overwhelmed with like what you're doing but how do you kind of balance marketing all the different things that you can do with obviously you you're a photographer first kind of thing um that's a great question because it's something I feel like I'm going through like a crisis at all times like I feel like I'm good at branding myself but I'm always going through a branding crisis like every other week Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god who am I like what am I offering are people confused and it really hit me this is a great question because it's like very timely to me right now like I always talk about I'm like an ex-girl boss (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. I was part of that, like, hustle culture, especially pre-COVID, mm-hmm. like, that, like, drinking the Kool-Aid of all the self-help workshops and going to the conferences, and I was doing, like, the lot and six-figure launch. Like, I mean, I never had a six-figure launch, but I was buying right. all those stupid courses. <laughs> I was drinking all yeah. that Kool-Aid. And I was like, I'm going to be a photographer, but I'm also going to be a mogul. I'm going to, like, do all these things. And mm-hmm. and then I, like, burned out. And then COVID happened, and I was like, I don't want to do all this anymore. And it gave me some time to, like, think. And so I'm currently in the process of trying to figure out, like, what do people know me for? Like, if they go to my website, is it confusing? Like, if they go to my Instagram, they're probably like, who is this girl dressed as Pitbull on New Year's Eve? Like, I am (laughs) all over the place. And that's kind of part of my brand is that, like, I don't separate out my my ventures into separate brands. It's all me. I'm Jordan Heffler. I'm crazy, kooky, whatever. But I also do photography. And so Mm -hmm. my branding, I feel like if you know, you know. And if you don't know, it's probably Mm -hmm. like, what is going on? So I'm in that process right now of like looking at my website and all my content through someone else's eyes and like trying to decipher like how do I, where do I go from here? How do I market myself clearly? And I don't know 
to be honest, if it's, if it's always been clear or not. I think it's just been very much like a, like I said, if you know, you know. If you know me, if you followed me for years, like you understand, but right. it might not be yeah. that easy on, you know, from the outside. So I'm working on trying to figure that out. I do feel like as a photographer that comes first, but also my brand and my business is named Jordan Heffler Photography, LLC. So I am the most important part of that, and I need right. to be at the forefront of that. And a lot of other photographers, I feel like, struggle with that because they're like, why don't you have, like, a separate Instagram? Or why don't you just post your work? And it's like, people are only going to hire you for you. Like, my work can be just as right, good as yes. anyone else's, but they might want to hire Absolutely. me because they like my personality or they like what I wore right. yesterday or they like my dogs or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's a delicate balance of trying to, like, put myself into the brand but not be, like, too much of that. It's still showing my work. So mm-hmm. um, I don't yeah. know if I'm doing that properly or not, but that's just how it's always been. Yeah, and I feel like – so I, like – I think I said, if, if you're listening and you don't know, I'm from Baton Rouge as well. And when I put on my story that you are a photographer for a branding shoot, I got like all my friends from high school were like, what, Jordan? Really? So like people, yeah, people like know you from your name, especially around here. Cool. So I feel you're Jordan's like, like, really? Oh. It's, work- it's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like people know you for your name around here and people know you for like being fun and, and being, you know, like funny and cool and you know colorful and all that stuff more than just like oh she can really work a camera there's a lot of people who can really work a camera you know so I feel like that's something that like stuck out to me when like I got so many like texts and dms from like my friends from high school that were like oh my god cool pictures of uh Joe Burrow I was like yeah she did yeah okay well that's like people so I'm all about perception and levering perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're a magician sometimes with branding. I'm not like lying, mm-hmm. but yeah, I photographed Joe Burrow, but he didn't know who I am. That was the long lens, like from the other side of the field, you know? So it's like, right. Right. or like people are like, was Lil Wayne nice? I'm like, I, he doesn't know I exist. Like <laughs> Lil Wayne does not know that I was in the group. No, yet. <laughs> Lil Wayne was not in his body that night. Like, so mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> leveraging right. like my work to show what I can do and what I've done. And like, obviously like picking and choosing the more like, you know, dazzly, exciting things yeah. to share versus like someone's senior pictures doesn't mean I can't do both. But yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah. passionate about like leveraging things. Like I always say like it's a clout. I'm like a clout chaser. I'm like social yeah. climber. Yeah. But like with photography, no, it it's all way. about like photography is almost like hunting or like trophy collecting in my way, which sounds like really like disturbing. But I'm like, I'm hunting you. And if I got a photo of you and that can use <laughs> right. me to get the next job, right. then I'm going to use that photo versus like someone's like corporate headshot. Right. But I mean, that's my yeah. still go on my website, you know, so definitely like shamelessly clout chasing with photography it, because and it's it all feels, about who you've worked with. I know exactly yeah. that feeling because right now I'm making like a, my portfolio because I'm getting close to like finishing school and I put on my website like brands I've worked with mm-hmm. and none of them were lies. But I was like, right. this looks like a lie. Like you I feel like I'm lying. It. But, but yeah, also but it's, it's like not. maybe it was one project that was part of it, but I can be right. like, oh, I did this for this person. Like technically I sent an invoice to them. So like it's legit. I'm not like an employee by any means, but right, right. I did a project yeah. for them. So I, I feel that. Yeah. Leverage, leverage your shit. Um, so I, 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 way before I even like, cause like you said, lemonade stands kind of thing. I've, I've always been that type of person too. And I think Katie is, has as well, all very like young entrepreneurial mind and so way before I started my Instagram definitely before the podcast I was very interested in like passive diversifying income kind of things but one thing that I always was kind of curious about was how do you like manage 
like find the financial aspect of that and like can you budget for something just as how you said with um in case you get hurt that's obviously not income that's coming in is there anything that like you know a certain amount is going to be coming in or you can rely on that like how does that kind of work so i used to have what i called do what you want workshops and it was like different workshop online workshops that Mm -hmm. were covering Mm -hmm. different things like one was about branding one was about like mastering iphone photography one was about like Mm -hmm. using lightroom and that was also my goal i was like if i build this like it'll just like bring in money every month i won't have to do anything with it right for a while it did like when i launched them it was i think people were really supportive it was cool a lot of people would ask me the same questions over and over again like how what filters do you use whatever so i started Mm -hmm. creating like a product to answer that question via the workshops the presets whatever and I I would teach how to use them but then over time like all of the information kind of became obsolete because apps were changing technology was changing and I didn't have the time or energy to go back and redo it because I'm like wait I made this it was supposed to be passive I don't want to go do it again and so I I dug myself kind of in a hole where it was like I don't have time or energy to redo these workshops so I was still trying to like sell them but they were no longer like the information Mm -hmm. was relevant but it was dated and so I finally Mm -hmm. like this year was like I'm just going to take them down because I just feel like it's not, I don't want to serve clients like something I don't stand behind anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. Where it's like they're on here and it's like the apps are like three years old. The interface looks different in my workshop than it does when they download it. So I never really got to a point where I was fully able to rely on like the passive income thing working Mm -hmm. out for me. Um, But it was fun while it lasted. And I definitely think that is something that can be done if you have a team to help you or if you are like, Mm not spread as thin as I am, which is something we can go into at another time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I I think it's a great business model. And like I said, I'm just part of that hustle culture. But that was like very much what I was marketed or what was marketed to me. I'd go to these conferences and everyone was like, buy my workshop, sign up for my course, get my lead, my email lead thing, da, 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 consulting, um, consulting calls and all this stuff. And it was just like, I fell for it so hard. And then I was like, wait, this is all like kind of bullshit. Like everything I'm paying for, like I already knew that or I could do this better or like Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I thought I could do it myself and I did. And it was fun for a while, but I personally don't have my finances like a well-oiled machine in any way. Like it's very much, I might have like, I have had months where I've made like a hundred dollars a month where I've made like $17,000. Like it is fully like swing in every direction. I can't really plan for it. Um, I've only recently gotten better at like saving money and putting it away because like my income is so wildly inconsistent. It's hard for me to plan for anything. Um, In the months where I'm making a lot of money, I'm like, I got to buy a new purse. And the months where I'm making no money, (laughs) I'm like, I got to eat ramen for like six days. So I'm I'm very inconsistent. And so that's something I'm working on like right now. This year is a very like big year for me. I feel like metaphorically, I'm turning 30 in September and like, it shouldn't be that dramatic, but it's like really weighing on me. And I'm like very hardcore about like, I want to start a new decade and a good mindset, have my shit together. (laughs) And although I may not have it together, that's in September, that's very soon. But this year I've really been working on all of that kind of stuff. Like how do I find out like, okay, how many shoots do I need in a month to like pay my rent? Like, cause right mm-hmm. now I just say yes to everything. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so busy. Like well, I have no time. Yeah. So, cause I have that scarcity mindset of like, I've been there before where I've made nothing in a month. So like I was selling right. hats and like I sold five hats and that's what I made for the month. So, um, yeah. it's a little bit all over the place. I can't really answer that cause I'm still trying to figure, figure it out as well. I feel like that's so good for people to hear. Yeah. Cause I feel like we have people on this podcast a lot that are like, you should be doing this and this and this, which is all helpful. But, like, the reality of the situation is when you don't know how much money you're going to make, you don't know how much money you're going to make. Right. Um, but this is kind of, like, 
a side note thing. But I'm interested in hearing about so the hustle culture situation. I feel like all three of us were like all up in that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, one of the things I've struggled with during and post-COVID is the idea of not being hustle, hustle all the time does not mean that you're lazy, but then sometimes it kind of feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of interested in your experience with that. And obviously, like, probably I assume during COVID, like, things slowed down a lot for you and then kind of picking those back up, but in, like, a healthy way rather than, like, you know, a, let me make, you know, how can I make the absolute most money at, at all times kind of way. Yeah. So what has kind of been your experience, like, mindset-wise with all of that? Well, so my life so much is, like, very much – like pre-COVID, post-COVID. I just talk about things and it's, I talk about COVID as it's like, it was a time, but it was like a two year stint. I mean, we're still kind of just now getting out of it. And so pre-COVID, I will always say 2016 was like the busiest year of my life. I was working full time at Manship Theater doing graphic design. I tried to quit. They were like, no, Mm -hmm. don't quit. Like just come once a week till we figure it out, do part time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. sure. So for the past six years, I've been going part time. I like just put in like my notice like last week that I'd no longer, I want to transition now. I want to do photography full time. Right. Um, Mm Because it was just like a quick little thing on the side. Great people, great opportunities, but it was taking up, you know, time. And so 2016, I was trying to quit and I was like, I'm going to do photography full time. Then I found out I had the the slip disc and I was like, oh, no, I have to have surgery. That threw a wrench and everything. And I was doing all this stuff. And then I was like, I'm going to make all these workshops. And then I was like, I'm going to blog every week. So I have Pinterest. So I had like Tailwind doing my pins Mm -hmm. from my blog posts. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to have like weekly MailChimp newsletters. I'm going to do that. And then I was like, I'll make a podcast and I'll do that every week. And in addition to the the blogging and that I made workshops. And I was like, I just, it was too much. And in my mind then I was very productive because pre-COVID we were all like well-oiled machines. And so Mm -hmm. it felt like that was normal. And it felt like everyone in the space, like there's really not that many photographers. I feel like that were doing the whole like creative entrepreneur thing. Like Jenna Kutcher was the big one. And her aesthetic and vibes is not mine at all. But she was the only person Mm -hmm. to look up to. And she was like, you need to make a course and you have to launch it. And it's going to make six figures and you can just move to Hawaii and like live with your your husband and like (laughs) take pictures in swimsuits and like your photography will just run itself. And I was drinking Mm -hmm. that Kool-Aid so hard. I was like, yes, I'm going to like build all this stuff. Getting so burnt out in the meantime, but feeling like, okay, well, I started this. I have to keep people are expecting like a blog next week or a weekly tip of the week in the MailChimp. And then, so it was like 2016 to like 2018 or 2019. I was just like going hard. And then COVID happened and it was like, wait, what? (laughs) And so a lot of that I could still do, but I was like, I don't want to Zoom. Like everyone is just so saturated. Everyone's like online and we're all just like sick and tired of each other. And that's when I really got into TikTok because I was like, wow, there's way less pressure on here. I can give all the knowledge I already know and put it in a silly little video or like repurpose old Instagram right. stories, throw yeah. a song on it and it would go viral. And I'm like, this was an Instagram story from like four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I got really into that. And then I feel like it was just the culmination of TikTok culture, COVID culture, all of this stuff was happening with like the George Floyd murder and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was like, nothing I was doing was important anymore. It was like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. I don't care. Like, let's all be mm-hmm. real. And so I was like, I'm just going to like do more photography. That's where I'm making the most money anyways. But I couldn't do a lot of it during COVID. Um, and I started picking back up. But then when I looked at my numbers at the end of like the year of 2020, 2021, I was like, I made this amount of money. Like it felt like I wasn't doing anything, mm. but I made this amount of money. And I was like, probably yeah. because I was just focusing on photography. And that's like the biggest right. chunk of money. Like, why am I doing all these other things? Yeah, because so, then you're taking energy away from yes. like, what's actually making money. And like you I money. used to have like hella energy. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I have two shoots in a day. Like I need like an IV. So um, 
anyway, so it just it just kind of all snowballed into like, okay, well maybe people don't care if I like don't do this anymore because like there's bigger problems going on. Like there was right. just so much dark stuff on the internet too. It was just a rough time and like no one cared if I was like making an iPhone editing course. <laughs> like it yeah. was just like this is inauthentic now. And I feel like it was the end of like the influencer too. Like not the end, but like mm-hmm. the traditional like bloggery pretty picture thing like kind of died because it's yes. like George Floyd just got murdered like no one cares about your sweater being on sale like so it was just <laughs> yeah. like a time where everything just kind of shifted and now I'm like so much more comfortable in whatever this like post-COVID age is where it's like way less pressure way more like everyone's like more body like body image like um positive mm-hmm. people it's yeah. like not about like beautiful photos anymore which is like what my whole business was built on like how to right. edit your photos the pretty filters yeah. and how to make it look good and like that's not important anymore so it's just yeah. been an interesting time to like pivot because I'm not like not doing what I've always done I'm just doing it in a different way I feel like right and um I don't know that was a really long rambly answer I don't even no, know if I, I answered love your all question. that honestly that was that was like yeah. really great to hear and I think that like I I totally think of my life but more specifically like my career and my time online as very much like pre-covid covid post-covid um but I think a lot of people just kind of got like sick and tired of being sick and tired Mm -hmm. like people like don't give a shit anymore and like Mm -hmm. just want I think that that's honestly this is so like off topic but I think that's where like the photo dump came from Mm -hmm. because people are like I don't care anymore and like I think that that's um it's it's definitely a mindset shift and I think a lot of people are going through this and especially entrepreneurs who like don't have a boss telling them what to do but it's so like beforehand like the hustle like get it done right away be you need to be doing like seven things at all times Mm -hmm. like that was so the culture and I think that it really has changed but we still have that in our minds that that's Mm -hmm. what like success is and that's what like productivity yeah. is when it doesn't need to be so and I, yeah I feel like it's also like the amount of energy that it takes like you're you were saying like you were doing all of these things maybe that weren't even your favorite things to be doing before but you thought like you're supposed to be hustling like doing things constantly all the time but then whenever you put more energy into like photography that you really love that is like what's making you the most money like that is what like you know you're you've always been most passionate about it may feel like you're working less, but you're, you know, yeah. really just doing things that don't drain really your energy as much, you know? You're really just smarter. Rather yeah. Than- yeah. So, and I feel like that's the same thing with, like, TikTok versus a newsletter. You know, tic- that felt more fun to you, and that felt, like, easier to you. And although you're still giving, like, a tip, same tip that you might be giving in your newsletter, the format that you're doing it in is different, and it's less, like, energy draining. So I feel like that's a really interesting angle to that because – I've definitely experienced the same thing where like social media has started to feel so much less produced. Um, So it feels easier, although I'm still posting Mm -hmm. like as much as I was before. It's not taking me as long because it's not as like perfect, you know, spent hours on this graphic kind of like produced social media thing. It's like, okay, here's a picture of uh, my, me with my tote bag today. I hope everybody enjoys it. Yes. (laughs) I feel like it goes along too with like, I don't know the science or the specific whatever behind it, but like clearly the algorithms have changed and like, I'm not getting the return of praise I used to either. Like, so it's like, I feel less excited, not just to be like everything I always did was for like my followers, but you build a following and you're doing it for a reason. And then like now, like yesterday or two days ago, I posted, I got a really cool opportunity to photograph like, um, for raising canes at like the Manning passing Academy, which is like, yeah, 
it sounds off-brand, but like I grew up loving like football and Peyton Manning. It was a really big deal, and it was cool. And I've been doing a lot of work with Canes, and they've been great. And it's like for mm-hmm. me, like showing like the kind of commercial work I can do that's like fun and like event based and whatever. And so I post about it, and I have like eleven thousand followers, and I got like, I think it tapped out at like forty likes. And it's just like oh if I posted yeah. a picture of Peyton Manning four years ago, people would have been like, oh my god, like that. Like, but now they're like, what? No one cares. And so if I yeah. post a picture, a blurry selfie, mir- mirror selfie of me right now, that would perform better. And it's just right. I think like the shift in like what society. So it's so funny. It's so fitting that this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. I feel like because my aesthetic has never changed, but I feel like the society's like cultural aesthetic has changed and like right, everyone's yes. response to like aesthetic way, has changed. the way you show up kind of yeah mm-hmm. and so it's like i no longer feel as motivated to do stuff on social media because i'm like what's the point i put it out there five people see it and it's like all this yeah, work exactly. on my end and so i have just felt more comfortable and more um like i, I gravitate more towards like tiktok and that kind of thing now because i just feel like that's yeah. where like society itself is going as far as like the audience is and it took me two years to grow the same following on tiktok that i've taken 10 plus years on instagram to do and it's like well then why am i on instagram doing this right so it's frustrating it's like you want to serve the community you have but like it gets old it gets so old and i used to like i went four or five years without missing a day of posting on instagram i was hardcore Mm -hmm. i was like very i used to care so much and like i wouldn't follow more than a thousand people i was like my numbers have to look like proportionate yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. and now i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't care who you are i'm following like your dog's account your big toes account like i don't care like (laughs) like your finsta your mom's finsta don't Mm -hmm. care anymore like i post i've been hiding my likes for like a year now because it's like I don't care anymore. And I don't want to do yeah. as much influencer stuff because, like, when someone pays me to do something and it gets 18 likes, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like <laughs> you still owe me money. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> bestie. Yeah. So, But so I'm like, yeah. hide likes and hope for the best. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, the culture has changed. And I just, I feel very cynical about it. But I think I'm just going through a phase right now. But also I think, like, society, like, is going through a phase. We're all just, like, we're tired of the bullshit. Yes. Like, it's not cool anymore. It's not, like, yes. unless there's, like, importance or, like, um, what's it called uh like genuine like authentic like uh value then like no one cares like you can't post a pretty picture of yourself anymore i think people also see right through it at least i know that i do like those like i know exactly what you're talking about with like those like i don't know like hustle boss babe accounts and i remember like in the past i'd be like oh yes and then like follow and now i'm like uh, what? I know. And no, I, now it's like red flag. And then yeah. I was like, I want to be one. Like I was doing that whole like, yeah. sign up and get a free branding worksheet like on my like email subscriber. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and now I'm like, follow me or don't. I don't care. Like, I just want to take nice <laughs> Sign photos. up if you want. Yeah. Sign up for my email list and we'll get one email a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's But changed. I feel like I've heard like so many people talking about this, like especially in the influencer space. Emma Chamberlain put a, a podcast episode out recently that has gone like very very viral Mm -hmm. um where she was talking about how like essentially and she was talking about it more in like terms of followers but like how having a million followers now is like having one follower because everybody has a million followers you know like on tiktok everybody has a million followers so she was kind of talking about how like the idea of what like a celebrity and an influencer is is changing and i feel like that's the same thing with when we're talking about like the hustle culture thing with like there used to be these like boss babe businesswoman influencer whatever and that used to be what people wanted but now what people want is like this girl small is business fun yeah. and yeah like this girl is is working hard this girl lives in my city she could be my friend she could whatever that's who I want to work with rather than like wanting to be like especially the whole idea like of a like mogul 
Yeah. Yeah. Or just like work in your sleep. Like you're, you're, yeah. you should be making money in your sleep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like it's just like, especially post COVID people want to live the normal like, they want to work to live, not live to work. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yes. No, I think, like, as an entire society, we have changed. So it's inadvertently, like, infiltrated, like, the digital content creation space, too. Because it's like that we're the, providing the content for, like, the layman to see. And the layman don't want to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why am I, exactly. like, work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Like, look at me. Like, people are, like, you're doing the most, like, stop. Like, I know. Yeah. And now I feel like it's more, especially you see on TikTok, people being, like, it just post your cute shit. Like, yeah, why not? You know, if you're thinking about posting the TikTok, post it, whatever. And it's not that attitude of like, you can do this and then you can like, you can quit and make more money than you ever made in your nine to five. Like, that's not what people are doing. They're mm-hmm. like, make some cute shit that you like and see if other people like it. Yeah. And I feel like there's like the whole idea of like, you can do like, you can have your little cute thing on the side that maybe it'll turn into some big thing but there's not like all that pressure but we talk about in school a lot like the idea of meeting your audience where they are and I feel like what you mentioned earlier about like TikTok versus Instagram and all of that is like that's what I've been really having to pay attention to recently is like if nobody's liking my shit on Instagram maybe I should just not not maybe not, not be so stressed out about that like yeah. maybe I should just go somewhere else see where my audience is mm-hmm. right and I feel like that's something that's really hard especially and I can tell all three of us are this way feel like we're just caught like me and Instagram have like a like a contract in an unwritten contract where I'm like I will never delete you off my phone yeah and you will always be my first thought even when yeah. you betray me every day <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's a toxic it's relationship like, it no it is and I'm like I can't get away from it yeah. like been, I just can't we've been like brainwashed into using it especially for me it's a photo yeah. sharing app or at least it used to be exactly and like, I'm a photographer and it was like that's what I downloaded in college and that's what I used and that's what right like I've used to brand myself all this time so it's been good to me but it's also just like a double-edged sword and and I don't check mm-hmm. dms because like I just can't like I can't handle yeah. Yeah. that and that's like I feel like I feel like I get penalized with the algorithm by like not like, I think my engagement Responding. suffers because I don't use all their features. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't care. Like, Mm-mm. you know, I'll just put it up there. You can go look at it, whatever. And I feel like for a while it wasn't important to have a website because people were like, just go to your Instagram. And now this pendulum is swinging back, I think, where it's like people want to oh, yeah. go to your website. Like, no one cares about your Instagram because your Instagram is, like, blurry mirror selfies. So it's like your <laughs> yeah, work right. isn't performing exactly. as well there. So for right. me, I'm always caught in the middle of, like, I have to sprinkle in the photos and the things about me and my life because that's what performs better. But, like yo, I'm still trying to run a business, so here's my work. Right, I'm trying like, to make money, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But I guess, okay, so we've talked a little bit about this, but when you're marketing yourself as a photographer, like you've mentioned, you're not just going to be posting, here's a senior picture I took, here's another senior picture I took, and then here's a picture of a headshot for LinkedIn that I took. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to know anything about you. So was it a purposeful kind of situation in the way that you've marketed yourself, or did it just kind of happen? And kind of what's your mindset behind the way that you market yourself as like a creative in general well so when I used to post more frequently and like I'm talking about Instagram as like my default whenever I'm talking about posting I'm talking about Instagram I'm not talking about Facebook or Twitter or anything else um yeah and before stories because before stories it was like I'm like back in the back in the 60s um like it was, I was very adamant, like, I don't want you to come to my page and have to scroll to find out who I am. I went, Within the first, yeah. like, nine squares, there should be a picture of what I do, a picture of me, and, like, something that you can understand, like, my vibe, my life. And so I yep, have, like, yeah. five, like, hardcore branding, like, pillars that I've been using since, like, 2016. And it's color, music, relatability, independence, and, like, vintage aesthetic. 
And so anything I post will like fall within those five pillars somehow. It Mm. could be a picture of me or the sky or like my house or whatever, as long as it fits in. And so I was always very adamant, like when you get to my Instagram, those first like nine squares you see before scrolling, all those things need to be represented. And so I was in kind of like a cycle of doing that. I never like planned my content. It was all kind of intuitive, but that stuff's so ingrained in me that like it was just happening pretty naturally. And so Mm -hmm. then when stories came along, I was like, oh, I can act a fool on here. It's like Snapchat. And like you can really <laughs> right. get to know me, but it's, there's no pressure because it goes away. Right. Or I can make highlights. Mm-hmm. And so like that became more of like, okay, my feed is where like my pretty, pretty photos will go. My stories mm-hmm. is where I'm going to like talk some shit or show behind the scenes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then like IGTV or whatever else came along. And so I was like, okay, well now I'm going to do like some video content. And then mm-hmm. it's like Reels and TikTok, you know, and the evolution has happened yep. that way. So now my feed really, it's like, I don't even know what to put on there anymore because I can I get so much more engagement and views in my stories. Um, yeah. Right. So it's like, and the fact that I wanted ten thousand followers for so long, so I could have the swipe up link, and then they just gave it to everyone, and then I was like, "Have you no scruples? Like, what is this? Like, I've been working <laughs> my whole life, and now you just gave it mm-hmm. to everyone? Like, what's the point?" Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it's a great thing, but I was just so mad because that was the only benchmark I ever had. Was like, I just want that link so I could like mm-hmm. sell my workshops, sell my presets, mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. so I have been more active on stories at least the past few years because like the feed is really kind of like dead like if I got 30 likes on a feed like no one's seeing it anyways it's so bad so my I don't really have a current like marketing plan but it's still very much like those five branding pillars like if it's my photography I'm sharing or if it's like a photo of me or if it's a photo of like my life there's some mm-hmm. reason or maybe it's like a pretty photo but in the caption I'm providing value or I'm like trying to be funny and it that promotes the individuality aspect or like the relatability yeah part. or if it's right. like my photography but like, I'm gonna put like the more colorful one on the first part also the carousel mm-hmm. feature when that came out that was huge because I, I love to shoot black and white but that doesn't really fit my brand fit aesthetic. so but yeah, now right. I can throw like the colorful photo first and still throw everything else in there and people can see it mm-hmm. and it's still me but like when you go to my page it's not like a shit show mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Right. and I mean like we're <laughs> As aesthetic people, we are the ones that think about all this. But then I'm like, do people mm-hmm. really think about that when they go to my page? I don't know. But they probably go there and they're like, wow. Like, and so I've brainwashed people to the point now where they'll like text me and be like, I saw this couch at Goodwill and it reminded me of you. And I'm like, good. The branding is like working. The mind melding. Like you <laughs> mm-hmm. see orange and you think of Jordan or whatever. So yeah. it's working. But it's like, I feel like I kind of box myself in at some point too because I do so much more mm-hmm. than that. But I have, I feel a pressure to stay within a certain aesthetic online even though I can do right. so much more than that but that's all I'm sharing so like you said if I'm getting like a corporate yeah. photo of somebody it might go like in a photo carousel in the last slide where I'm like recent portraits I've done and then the more exciting one will be first before I just won't right. put that out there at all like I'm going to prioritize like the more like exciting desirable clients exciting opportunities and whether or not those things paid me a lot like sometimes people don't know like sometimes I'm like creating these shoots or I'm doing them for free or whatever because I just wanted the content because I knew it could like leverage the next thing and so my feed may not be that my most like lucrative opportunities it might just be like yeah and you told us whenever we were doing our shoot that like concerts and things like that that you shoot don't make you all that much no and especially since money. covid i like i still love i want to put it in the universe like i want to be a concert photographer please hire me yeah like there's yeah. just a not a ton of opportunities in baton rouge which i'll probably get like slammed yeah. for saying that but like let's be honest like it's there's, not la I mean, there's it's not, not chicago no. it's not like yeah you know and so i do what i can but also because i'm kind of burnt out for so many years i was hustling to do these concerts and they were always for free for these like online blogs or whatever and i was doing it because i Mm -hmm. loved it and i still love it but like i'm at the point now where i don't have time to to do do things for free all the time i can't be driving to new orleans five times a week 
paying for gas. I have dogs now. I have clients. I have things going on. Like my time and my energy is like really important. So I'm in this shift where like I'm still wanting to do music photography. But if I lived in a city where more of that opportunity was paid, obviously I would prioritize Mm -hmm. it. But here I'm getting paid more money to do like commercial work portraits whatever so I'm going to prioritize that but I'll still post my concert photography because it's still really cool and I love it and that's what I want to do and they say like you'll get hired for what you share but it's hard to share all that stuff because like there's no opportunities around here really and if they are it's like with local bands they don't have big budgets like it's not like the most lucrative thing for me so it's Mm -hmm. like a balancing act but yeah no a lot of the I mean I don't know I have never like added up the money but like I can tell you like in six seven years of doing concert photography I've probably like barely made like five thousand dollars total like which like I can do like one commercial shoot and like get almost to that you know so it's like (laughs) right it's Mm -hmm. crazy but it's just because the market's different the market's different opportunities are different um and so unless you're shooting for like a sponsor or for like the record label like there's not a budget and like that's not necessarily your fault that's just how that market is and so I can't be like these are my rates because they'll be like that isn't we have like five We're members not, yeah. in the band. Sorry. We just split yeah. the cost. Like no, yeah. um, so it's it's wild. But um, I still love concert photography. So I don't want to like sound like I'm not doing it anymore. But now also, like yeah. I said, things society's changed, and I think my audience has changed over the years. Because like when I do post concert photos now, they, like, they get no action. Like people are like, "What is this?" But it used mm-hmm. to be like what everyone knew me for. So it's mm-hmm. like I still want to post that because it's still me. But like my audience like doesn't care or whatever my audience is today doesn't care right so it seems like they care like it seems like they care more about like you now which I love that you said like they see a couch and they like message you like hey this reminded me of you because you're really like yes obviously you're like you know marketing your photography but really like since you are so diversified in what you're doing you're really marketing yourself and I think that Mm -hmm. that's something that's so like impressive that like everything I don't know I I know I've said this on the podcast a million times, but, like, I'm taking right now while I'm finishing grad school to kind of, like, figure out what the hell I'm doing on Instagram. But mm-hmm. I think that that's something that's, like, you know, I kind of strive for is, like, I don't want every single piece of my content to be the same. Mm-hmm. But I do want, mm-hmm. like, someone to be able to go to my page and be like, oh, this is what she's like as, like, yeah. a person. And I yeah. think that you do yeah. that really well. Yeah, and, like, if you're starting with, like, marketing yourself and it, like – people recognize you as you know Jordan and like you said those content pillars then no matter what your like next choice is for how you want to diversify your income or like if you're like okay well this could be fun you know and yeah, as like the work the world changes and like the trends change and all that stuff because it, it's important obviously to follow like if you would have just kept posting on Instagram like it was 2016 people would be like okay girl what is going on why are you posting right. flat lace like what's going on you know um, too, I feel like with personality marketing like my business is my name if I had named it like orange images llc i don't yeah. know like <laughs> right. it could be a little more like less vague. you yeah but mm-hmm. my name is my photography name and yeah. i always think about like i mean people are hiring me to sometimes come into their homes come into their businesses mm-hmm. like they want to know who i am like am i like if, if they just see all my photos they don't know who i am like who is this person i'm like inviting to come photograph my family or whatever mm-hmm. and so yeah. i like to be very like upfront and transparent about who i am that way if you don't like me you know from the get-go and you don't have to hire me Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I feel like it's like a form of personality marketing, but um, it definitely gets old too because then you're just like always putting yourself out there and that's draining. Right, it's draining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like everyone it knows incredible. everything about me. They're always like, I creeped you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I put it out there. So like. Right. It's not yeah. your fault. <laughs> no, you're not stalking me. It's like literally yeah. out there for the world to see. Yeah. Yeah. Completely get that. Um, should we go to random questions? Yes. That's like random question time to cool. me. Lovely. We only have one today. Um, 
Yeah, we only have one. If you guys can't tell, we just have stopped doing two because we don't have big enough brains to come up with two random <laughs> questions for 100 episodes of a podcast. Um, okay, so today's random question is who slash what is a dream client or brand you'd like to work with? So, Jordan, you can start. Trixie Mattel. I oh, my God. Yes. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. She is my oh favorite my God. drag Ugh. personality. Um, I love She's her. also, like, a mogul. Like, I feel like I yeah. – I, have this toxic thing where I can't look at people or brands without like and not analyzing everything they're doing like Chris Jenner I'm like yes genius um so her master class I want I know I'm about to sign up like probably today um no I want but like I feel like Trixie Mattel is someone who like took what they were given and has Mm -hmm. leveraged it up into so So many different ways and is now one of the most successful and like I think financially successful I don't know her pay stubs but like Probably yeah. out of a lot of the RuPaul's Drag Race, like, oh, drag queens, because yeah, I would she, say. like, wasn't that successful on her season or anything. But, like, she has a very defined look. It's very in line with me. It's, like, very retro, whatever, like, mod, yes. colorful. But, like, her comedy is great. Cosmetics Company, The Motel. Have you watched Trixie the Motel, the Motel yet? So I just finished cool. watching that over the weekend, which is it's why it's so fresh cool. in my mind. I mean, just, like, doing photography for Trixie or any of her, like, thing she's doing like photographing her on tour photographing her cosmetics company or photographing the motel or going to the motel or any in any aspect i would love to work mm-hmm. with trixie mattel i just feel like it's it's you know it's really sad to watch someone else like live your dreams you know like it's it's trixie is like <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i want to be so um i love big trixie fan so but much. i mean like a second a second to that would be like any of the kardashians like especially oh, yeah. chris mm-hmm. just like chris jenner oh, yeah. is my my mother Oh, sick. I was listening to the um, What We Said podcast this week, their episode. They had on, um, I don't know his his the, actual the, name. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's a gay man gay, with spray yes, tan. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know his actual name. I think it's Cole. Um, but he's like a Kardashian, like, Stan. Like, his his literal job on E! News is just being, like, a Kardashian stan. But it was, like, a their episode this week was a Kardashian deep dive. And, like, I just can't with people who sit here and still tell me that they do not like the Kardashians. Like, my yes, family, like, they're so trashy. I'm, like, they're marketing no, geniuses they're, they're and they're still geniuses. talking about them. So, like, who won? Please. Who won? They were saying on the episode, they were, like, the Kardashians are the only people who you'll talk about them not doing things. People are talking about how we don't know Kylie's baby name. Mm-hmm. A yeah. day, you know, whatever of us not knowing Kylie's yeah. baby name. How, like, what they, you know, where mm-hmm. is Kendall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why hasn't she, you know, right. what, like, what, what are they Why not hasn't doing? she blank? They've reached just every so... corner of well, the Well, I think it's honestly, like, I, because my family does the same thing, like, Oh, like they're they're stupid. I'm like, honestly, it's embarrassing that you think they're stupid. <laughs> no, honestly, you're stupid. You're I know. stupid. And I, I know. I'm like, get out. Do you not know how like marketing <laughs> no. works? Because also another thing that they said on the episode was, and I thought this was so interesting. Have you ever heard or like at all of anybody else with the last name Kardashian? No, no. They they killed them all. <laughs> they've, they've had them all murdered. They've sued them all. They've sued they every single one. Bought, like, they probably paid them to change their they name. They trade not no. even kidding. Cole was saying, he was like, I think the Kardashians were sent to the earth by God. And that's why they're the only people <laughs> with their last name Kardashian. And their whole purpose on earth is to entertain us. I mean, I'm in with that. I'm we sure. get to live in the same time as the Kardashians, like it's in their wild. prime. And Chris so is fun. on Masterclass. 15 hours a month. No, it's I, crazy. Oh, I want today. That. No, like I'm literally purchasing. It's now. a business expense. It's only it's about twenty dollars. It's only twenty dollars a month yeah. for you to. No, and it's about personal branding. I'm like, that is a business expense. I will be furthering no, my education is. with Mama Chris. With with yeah with, yeah, with, with, with mommy. My mommy. <laughs> um, okay, Alexis, who is your dream? 
client slash brand? Um, I mean, I wrote this question, but I want to answer it in two uh, sides. Um, first is, like, on the more, like, content creation side, I want to work with the home edit, oh, like, yeah. so bad. Because that's, like, the kind of content that I really want to get into is, like, productivity, but also, like, organization and cleaning and, like, how that kind of relates to productivity. Um, and so that would be just, like, a dream. But then, like, career-wise, I'd really love to work with, like, oh, really any makeup brand, but, like, Glossier um would be a really good one uh kate somerville i'd love Mm -hmm. um laneige i would love like yeah there's milk makeup like Mm. uh, but yeah that's pretty i answered like six but yeah lovely lovely um mine is summer fridays i've just always been obsessed with summer fridays um i really just like the way that they do things they they have a very like robust whole like content marketing plan they do a lot of like events and like they recently did that thing with la la land for like their birthday i think um and they just like had these newspapers printed with like they were like branding on them and like their birthday i don't know i just think that their stuff is really really cool um and i've listened to a lot of podcasts with people who work there um and the founders both of the founders of summer fridays i believe started off as influencers so they have like a super robust influencer marketing program as Mm. well which is something that I'd like to get into along with social um it's just something that I'm like interested in I really like like building relationships and that's kind of like the building relationships side of social um so yeah I would say summer Fridays but Jordan why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you if they want to work with you if they want to see Uh, the blurry mirror selfies on your Instagram all that good stuff (laughs) well I only did one blurry mirror selfie as like an experiment to see like does this perform better than anything else and it did so then I was like I quit um so (laughs) um yeah my name's Jordan Heffler it's spelled J-O-R-D-A-N-H-E-F-L-E-R not Hefner I am not related to Hugh Hefner I am not part of the Playboy Empire we're Um, Tana Mojo this one so my I'm Jordan Heffler everywhere at Jordan Heffler on Instagram TikTok all the places and um, if you want to find my my dead in the water podcast that I used to have, it was called Do What You Want Radio. But for now, I just would go on everyone else's podcast. It's more fun that way. Give give her some listens some uh, from the from the grave from the grave. I feel like I have so much respect <laughs> for y'all for doing it. It's so much work. <laughs> it is Thank so much you. work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recently, we're like, oh my god. Um. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts, and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic, and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, and our personal accounts, which are Katie Creative Co. Alexis Adams Aldrich and what was it Jordan I literally at Jordan Heffler at Jordan Heffler thank you and we will talk to you next week bye guys (laughs) 